Hey, it's Andrew. Just quickly before we start this episode, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, the Secure Ventures Podcast. The host, Kyle McNulty, interviews cybersecurity founders about what they are building. I enjoy it because Kyle focuses on their technology, what it solves, why they build it, where it fits in the market. Also, listeners can understand the why of these startups. In some ways, it's a great compliment to my own podcast, where I focus on the go-to-market side, not on the technology side. He's had some great guests on recently, for example, the CEO of Reality Defender, when they talked about the ins and outs of deep fate detection. Uh, he's had the co-founder and CEO of Ghost Security, and also the co-founder of Radical, Chris Peterson, who was incidentally a founder of Logarithm, where they talk about the role of AI in the SOC. This is not a paid promotion. I just simply enjoy what Kyle is doing with his interviews and get a lot out of them. Check it out. It's the Secure Ventures podcast. Now on with this episode. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Startup Revenue Podcast, where we help cybersecurity companies grow revenue faster. I am your host, Andrew Monaghan, and today we're talking about philosophy. Now, before you say WTF and hit skip in your player, hear me out, because this can be very, very powerful in sales. If you can master the art of being philosophical in how you communicate, you'll be many times more persuasive with prospects without having to pitch them. That's the key right there, right? So let me kind of give you the, the background to this. And what I'm going to do once I've done that is give you an example of someone in real life, in our world in cybersecurity, of taking this approach and how powerful it can be. But first, let me kind of explain how this works. So when people are thinking about the, the problems that they have, there's three different levels uh, in which to think about them. So the first one and the lowest one in terms of intensity or power is the external manifestation of a problem. So this is when things are too slow, uh, they're too expensive, they're hard to do, it takes too long to find the, the needle in the haystack, things like that, right? That's the external manifestation of a problem. And frankly, that's what we focus on most of the time, right? We say that our, our product actually what it does is it goes two times faster than someone else's, or we find this many vulnerabilities, or we have you know two x more signatures than right. What we're doing is working on things that are to do with the external manifestation of problems. We're solving those things for people. The second and slightly more intense and more powerful way to think about it is how these problems make our prospects feel. Right. So this is when the, you take the idea that. It takes seven days to find the root cause of an issue. That's the external one. The internal one is it's frustrating that it takes seven days to find the root cause of an issue, right? It could be you can use phrases such as it's frustrating, uh, you're tired of, uh, you're feeling vulnerable that you can't do X, Y, and Z. You're fed up that it's taken this long. You feel let down by the tools that you have, right? So you're using that kind of slightly more emotional way to talk about the problem. And you can do that in two ways. One is as you're hearing from people and they're saying the, they've got certain problems, when you summarize back or play it back to them, you say, it sounds like you're feeling a little bit vulnerable that you can't get to that stage, right? When you described what the problem was, I, I sensed a, a bit of frustration on your side that it's taken seven days to get to the, the problem, the root cause of the problem. So that, that's, um, that's, you know, if you play it back to them like that. And secondly, when you're describing problems, you can say, you know, when we talk to security leaders like you, 
three things tend to come up. The first one is they're feeling vulnerable that they can't uh, get to the root cause of these problems, right? So you're playing a bet something like that. So there's two ways to use the internal one. And the internal is, is, is more powerful. You're, you connect better to people when you use phrases like that because uh, you're using more emotional phrases. But we want to use philo- philosophical phrases. And the philosophy level is one step higher in intensity and power when it comes to thinking about problems. And this is where um, it's things are just plain wrong. It's not right that it takes you seven days to get to the root cause of the problem. You should be able to get there quicker, right? It's 2023, for goodness sake. You should be able to figure out that in less than seven days. Or you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to work with a current tool set that was developed 20 years ago and try and make it fit in today's world. You just shouldn't have to, right? You could say you deserve better. You deserve to have a way of doing this that works a whole lot better than it does right now, right? Your team deserves it. You've hired a great group of folks. You deserve a power to capability that uh, you're just not getting from alternatives right now. You could say it's ridiculous that. It's ridiculous that in 2023, all the advancements that we've had in, in mobile and cloud and the compute power we have at our fingertips these days that it takes seven days to get to the root cause of an issue. So if using those philosophical, powerful words to raise up the level of the conversation into the philosophical, the, the movement that uh, you want people to join. Now, let me give you an example of this before I uh, go any further so you can see what someone did in real life. Um, and I'm going to put a link, link in the show notes if you want to go look at this. But this is a LinkedIn post from James Campbell. James is the CEO and co-founder at Cato Security. And uh, he posted this three weeks ago. So that's around about early August, uh, start of August 2023 when he posted this. And the genesis of this post was actually from his company. So Cato Security themselves uh, posted on LinkedIn uh, because Gartner had recognized Cato as a leader in the cloud investigation response automation space. So Gartner being Gartner have to have a four-letter acronym for a cloud tool, right? So it's, it's I think it's either Kira or Cira, C-I-R-A, right? So Cato themselves have to this post and it says, we're thrilled. Thank you, Gartner, for recognizing Cato, blah, blah, blah. And there's a hype wave kind of uh, graph here that they did, all right? Now, James, uh, I, I don't know James, never talked to James, uh, but I imagine he felt the the need to, you know, let me amplify the, the company posts because I've got my own following. I've got people that watch me or listen to me or, or read me on, on LinkedIn. So let me come over to the top and, and kind of give some context here, right? So that's what he did. And uh, let me let me kind of go through what he did here. Uh, well, let, let me say what he could have done, first of all. So what he could have done was said, he could have cheerleaded, right? He said, yay, you know. Cato hitting the mark again. Aren't we awesome? You know, we're, we're solving problems and our customers love us and the team's awesome, right? He could have done something like that. He could have done a pitch for Cato and said, you know, we're, we're leading this space because we do this and we do that and, and we're awesome at this and we're awesome at that, right? He could have done these things. Instead, this is what he did. So first paragraph, uh, he said, great to see Gartner recognizing Cato as a leader in the emerging, emerging Kira, Sira space. Thank you. And then embrace the cloud, exclamation point. As people move to the cloud, they are unaware of the new risks and challenges it brings along with it. 
It's great to see Gartner shedding some much-needed light on the topic. So that's the first paragraph, right? And what he's doing there is starting to say, talk about problem, right? As people move to the cloud, they're unaware of the new risks and challenges it brings along with it. So that's a problem-related uh, statement right there. Is this next bit that I think is especially powerful? He continues. Uh, so after all, you should be able to investigate and understand your cloud resources at a click of a button, regardless if it's ephemeral, short-lived, or not. That's bullet number one. Bullet number two. After all, empower your existing team through technology and out-of-the-box automation without the need to be across the 1,001 ways cloud works and not to mention the various new technologies it brings to the table. You don't want to waste time creating tickets between teams. Automate it. Let them focus on what they do best. And let's be honest, what they actually would uh, prefer to be doing rather than chasing where your cloud data is or how to get at it. Then the final bullet, you should own your cloud. You should be able to investigate and understand even unknown resources at a click of a button. Better yet, hey, it's 2023. You should be able to do this on your prod environment at a whim and with zero impact to your operations. And then his final paragraph is, I could roll on all day. Do reach out if you'd like to know more. Exciting stuff to come. So, you know, three sections to his post here. Uh, the first one, he, he says, you know, great, partner, thank you, you know the whole thing. And then he goes, embrace the cloud. He talks about the problem statement. In the middle, this is where his philosophical statements come at. So rather than saying what Keto does is allows you to investigate and understand your cloud resources at a click of a button, what he says is, after all, philosophical statement, you should be able to investigate and understand your cloud, right? He didn't say that's what we do. Um, next bit, empower your existing team, right? Without the need to be blah, 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 blah. Third one, you don't want to waste time, right? That's a philosophical statement. You don't want to. And the final one is you should own your cloud. You should be able to investigate and understand even unknown resources at a click of a button. Better yet, hey, it's 2023, right? So, that's, you know, it's, it's kind of ridiculous that in 2023, you can't do this sort of stuff, right? So he's, he's taking a slightly different take on that. But these are philosophical statements. And what he's doing is basically you know, he's pitching Cato without pitching Cato, right? He's, he's raising the game up and saying, these are the things that, you know, you as a practitioner shouldn't have to put up with. These are the things you should be able to do. It's 2023. Hey, it's 2023, for goodness sake, right? So he, he brought the philosophical stuff in there. And then right at the end, you just said, hey, I could roll it all day on this stuff. You know, reach out if you want to know more. So really liked how James did that, right? And uh, much more powerful than pitching or cheerleading, or or whatever, and much more powerful than what you usually see people do. And uh, you know, sellers on the call, I, I kind of look to you uh, to do, as people that do this all the time. Is when you repost something from your company and said, "Hey, check out our new demo," or something like that. Right? Uh, we got this new feature. Check it out. And you're just reposting something from the company, or even it's a blind post. It's just a, a share with no commentary whatsoever. Right? This is much, much, much more powerful. Uh, doing it this way than it would be doing it the alternative ways. So people who are neutral or positive for your way of thinking or your philosophy are going to give something like James's post a hell yeah, right? They're going to sit there and go, there's my people, right? These people get me. Absolutely. I should be able to do that, right? I can't believe I can't do it. And you will attract them into your like-minded world, right? 
they will want to join your movement. And this is much more powerful. Joining a movement is much more powerful than asking them to buy yet another security product from yet another security vendor. So my question to you to wrap up here is, how can you use your words to invite people to join a movement as opposed to buying your product? It would mean a lot to me and to the continued growth of the show if you could help get the word out. So how do you do that easily? There are two ways. Firstly, just simply send a link to a friend. Send a link to the show, to this episode. Um, you can email it, text it, Slack it, whatever works for you and is easy for you. The second way is to leave a super quick rating. And sometimes that can seem complicated, so I've made it as easy for you as I can. You simply have to go to ratethispodcast.com slash cyber. That's ratethispodcast.com slash cyber and explains exactly how to do it. Either of these ways will take you less than 30 seconds to do and it will mean the world to me. So thank you.